0: So we're continuing um, in Parak Aleph, Pasuk, Aleph. So we explained yesterday the beginning of the Pasuk, which was And why the Navi chose that to be the, um, set the stage for the story. So the Pasuk says Man went from Lagor Mayav to live in the fields of Mayav who him, his wife and his two children. So Rashi tells us by Ish, Asher Gadol Haya, he was a very rich person, Uparna Sadar and he was a person who provided for the generation. He was a leader. Rashi says, why did he leave to go to Klufloes? He made He was stingy. His eyes were stingy in the poor people who were coming to um, pressure him. And since that's why he left Israel, it says Rashi Lechach Nanash That's why he was punished, as we'll see later. He died and his children died, etc. So now, we have to stop for a moment. It sounds very harsh here. As we judge Ali Malach Ali Malach wasn't a simple person Ali Malach was from the Chashube Hadar He was a big meyuchas He was a Chashube person And all of a sudden He gets up in the middle of this rav In the middle of this this, uh, famine Takes his wife, his two children And he leaves Eretz Yisrael and where does he go? He doesn't just leave our all the Maqam HaKadusha. He went to Ma'yav. As we said yesterday, the Vilna Gain says, Ma'yav is Avayt satoma No, Avay satoma he calls it. It's like the epitome of Toma. So he's going from extreme to extreme here. kadusha to Toma. What's his cheshun? What is he doing here, Eli Melech? Now, Rabbi Brev the the kind of rock always in his creative and wa- imaginative way of describing stories. He always used to describe and say if we would be standing on the border of Eretz Yisrael and Mayav as Ali Malik is leaving, you know, if we'd be a, uh, a press reporter, and we would ask Ali Malik, why are you leaving Eretz So, he would answer very simply, listen, I'm a person... Who's been learning and being Ayyubid Hashem for years now? I have so much I need to do. I need to finish Shas, I need to dive into kavana. I need to do the mitzvahs correctly. It takes time, it takes patience. And what am I supposed to do here? Here in Eretz Yisrael, I don't have that time anymore. I don't have that patience anymore, because since this famine has begun, every two minutes another Ani is knocking on my door. He needs money. I'm trying to dive in, and I have Ani sticking his head under my talus. He needs money. So I partially don't have time to serve Hashem, to do mitzvahs properly, to be oisik and ruchnius. So I'm going to pack my bags, and I'm going to go way out somewhere to Moiv. No one's going to bother me there. I'm finished and I'll be able to do all my Avidas Hashem there. Clear that Ali Malik would not have answered what Rashi says, I'm stingy. That's not what his husband was. He for sure had a good husband Ruchni a spiritual husband why he's leaving Eretzisra. He used to continue rather than say, Okay, you'll say Ali Melech. fine, that's a beautiful tyranny for you. But what about your wife? What does she have to leave for? Okay, the shlameness of a man is he needs his wife, even at the shlaimas of Avaydah Hashem as well. Okay, what about your two sons? two sons you know we need a Muzumin you know we need one we want a bench we have to have three people uh, by the Seder if you want to say Haidul Hashem back and forth properly you need Muzumin you need three people he would have basic idea here he would have a Fruma and he would mean it truthfully why he's leaving Eretz Yisroh why? because he needs to be Isaac and avoid Hashem and with this famine the way it is and he being the rich person that he was and the poor people just bothering him quote unquote all day, he wouldn't be able to do it. Yeah. Yeah, but how can you go without a um, minion? I don't know. They didn't have a minion. If the person doesn't have a minion, he's the honest. No. So, he well, first of all, in those days, first of all, let's 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 back up a second. The the whole the whole concept of a minion was the obligation of a minion was established by the when they were in the and which is way later, right? Which is after Churban HaYisroishen. Until right, then, there was, there was a concept of getting together of Kiddush, Shem, Shemaim, Barabin, but there was for sure no obligation to do it. The Avenue of the Minyan, all those things came much later. That's a good question. So, fine. So he left. He had good kavanas. Now, halacha, a person is not supposed to leave Eretz Yisrael but there's exceptions when you could. And one of them is, when there's a famine that reaches, Allah says, a certain shear, a certain point, so, of severity the person is allowed to leave Eretz Israel. so Elimelech Alpi HaLacha was allowed to leave Eretz Israel. in his mind Alpi Shkofa he was allowed to leave Eretz Israel. in fact he was maybe supposed to leave Eretz Yisrael so he should grow in his ruchnias. and yet and yet Chazal tell us that you want to know truthfully what the reason was the true reason why he left Eretz Israel was because of Tzor Deep down he was stingy. Now this is a very important ikuda because it's an akuda that a person his yaitzahara very often will convince him that what he's doing is a mitzvah or what he's doing is proper. And yet deep down deep down it may be his yay to get to this, I saw yesterday in this week's Parsha, there's a concept called tzmura. Tmura means if I have an animal that I made, I set aside for a carbon, I made it hectic, I made it holy. So, it, there's a concept that I take another animal that's not holy, it's chulin, and I say I want to transfer the kedusha from the Holy One onto the non-Holy One. I want it to transfer. So the Pasuk in Parashas B'chuk says, You're not allowed to do it. Don't switch one animal for another. Now the Pasuk says, not only if the animal you're switching is a better animal, I'm sorry, it should be the other way. Not only the animal you're switching to is a worse animal, meaning I have a clutch of animal, fat, healthy animal for hectish, and I want to transfer the Kedushan onto a sick, bad animal. Not only that can you not do, even if you want to upgrade. I want to upgrade from I have a little sickly animal I made, hectish, and I want to upgrade to another animal, a much better animal, you're not allowed to. And in fact, if you do, says the Pasuk, we give you a penalty, If you do it, you're Aivran and Iser, and not only that, both the original animal and the new animal are now both hectic. So you don't gain. So the Rambam says, that even though the Mitzvahs are carbonous, many of them are chukim, and they don't really have reasons for them that we know about, but here the Rambam says, I'm going to give a reason. And the reason is, because a person has the Yaitahara. And his Yaitahara likes to acquire wealth and physical things. And therefore, if there's the option of the person transferring Kedusha, even if we just allow him to transfer Kedusha, and we say, you know what, you could transfer Kedusha to a better animal and upgrade, that sounds great. That sounds like, what do you mean, I'm doing a mitzvah. That's true, you may be doing something good. But if we already give you the Pesach of transfer from a bad animal to a good animal, your Yitzhahara is going to come along and have you do transfers from good animals to bad animals. So therefore we don't want you to do any of that. So, the question is, what do you mean? If we only allow you to upgrade... So, how could the Yetzirah come along and say downgrade? Downgrade doesn't work. If the Torah only allows you to upgrade, we should allow you to upgrade, and only an upgrade. So you'll say, well, the Yetzirah will come along and say, you have this great animal, switch it for a bad animal. But you can't do that. How's it going to work? So I saw one of the Mavarsim say, of course we're not talking about that it's so simple, like I'm making it, you have a good animal, you want to transfer it to a bad animal. Animals have different miles to them. Some animals are bigger, some are smaller, some are stronger, some are weaker, some are fatter, some are uh, leaner, some are, uh, have uh, their spots are maybe more, uh, you know, a nice pattern, and the other ones are they look nicer, some are ugly, some are pretty. So, when you start saying that there's better animals and worse animals, it's really very subjective, right? It's not so simple, it's not absolute so the Torah was the Shaladam. that sometimes, let's say, you'll have an animal that, um, that is, a, is a, uh, it's a very healthy, strong, good animal. And I make it hectic. And then I say to myself, you know what, I have this other animal. It's not as strong, but it's more pretty, it's nicer, it's leaner, you know, today leaner is in, tomorrow fatter is in, whatever it is, so the Yetzirah is going to come along and tell the person, you didn't give the best animal to Hektish. Yeah, had the animal you thought because it's fatter, it's bigger, but look at it, it's an ugly animal. It's not so pretty. It doesn't have so many mylas. Switch it for this animal. Now this animal looks a little smaller, but it's a much better animal. So the person's convincing himself, or is convinced, that what he's really doing is upgrading. But the Taira comes along, the Taira created the person... And says, I know that you have to be very careful. That might be Yitzhara talking and saying, Really, this animal's worth much more money to you. Get it back, because you want money. What do you mean? How could you give a shvachar animal, a worse animal, to dish? No, the Atar has all different types of taruts and to fool you and say, no, this is the better animal. So therefore the Tartar comes along and says, you can't do any upgrades here. Because you're going to think you're upgrading, but deep down, deep down in your thoughts, deep down the Yitzharah is really the one there and he knows this is not an upgrade. He's doing it because he wants you to accumulate wealth. And that's a problem that could happen. And that happened here to Elimelech. Elimelech, if you'll ask him, he'll have a ton of from a chashvainus. But chazal megalotos Rashi through the Medjush, chazal megalotos through the Rabbinic that deep down was Saras ayin. It was a stinginess. It was a bad mido that he had. Now, you still have to understand something, and that is, what does that mean here? Elimelech is really a stingy person? He's called Parnasai Hadar. Panas Yadar doesn't usually mean a stingy person. A parnes is a person who is Mepharnes Acherem. They give other people. A rich person. It's safe to assume that he gave out tons of money to Tzlaka. So how could Chazal say? He's a Tzara Zion. He's stingy. So, Rabbi, Rabbi Reb al wanted to say as follows. He wanted to say what got Ali here. what did him in, was a Rambam. The Rambam in Pirkei Yavas, the Mishnah says, Haqqal Lafi Roiv HaMaisa. Very famous Rambam. And that the Rambam says that a person acquires Milus. He acquires as part of himself Milus to perfection. Not Lafi Goidel HaMaisa, not how great the action is rather and the Ramam says for example the person is a stingy person and he wants to acquire in himself the mid of nidivus, of being able to give so which one which way which option does he have he could then take out a checkbook or take out of his bank account $100,000 and in one shot give away to one person $100,000 or he could take out 100,000 single dollar bills or 1,000 dollars bills for that matter and he could give out to 100,000 people or to 1,000 people bill by bill one by one each action is much smaller it's much harder to give 100,000 dollars away in a shot than to give away a $1 dollar or a 100 dollars. But it's much harder to constantly keep on giving and giving and giving. Says the Ramam, if a person wants to acquire a Midah, it's not lefi gaidul hamaisa, it's not doing one major action. Because everyone could do it once in a while, one major thing, overcome their yetzahara to do something. But they don't acquire that Midah. If a person wants to acquire the Midah, it takes. One after another, another, another. Give out a hundred dollar bills to a hundred different people will give, we'll, we'll give you the acquisition of the Midah of Nadivas. The altar from Kelm did that with his daughter. It seems he was mocking and his young daughter that she didn't have a Mida of being able to share or to give to others. And not everyone's born perfect. Nobody's born perfect. And he wanted to be a properly. So what he used to do was, he took her on, on his lap, and he brought a pushka there, and he gave her a bunch of coins, and um, he gave her to put the coin in her hand, and he took her hand in his hand, and together they put the penny into tzedakah. And they did it again, and they did it again, over and over a bunch of times. And then, the next day, they started it again. And slowly but surely, she start, didn't need his hand anymore to be able to put the, the money into the pushka herself. And so on, and it took some time. And eventually, came to that kara that now she has this of being able to give. Lafi raif amaisa. was pennies. But that's how a person trains themselves. If, you wanna, if a person wants to wants to, be, to to acquire a midah, it takes chazorah over and over and over again even in small little increments even though when you look you say what did you do already? You gave a dollar here, a dollar here but it's the constant giving that and it's with every, any midah like that. So the same thing he wanted to say is with Elimelech Elimelech for years when there wasn't a rav was giving out hain rav of money a lot of money at a time And that he was able to do. But must be that deep down inside of him he did not have acquired he didn't have acquired the mid of Nidivas. So what happened? What happened when the famine came? When the famine came as the Pasuk says the Aniyam were they were pressuring him. The Aniyam were knocking on his door every moment every five minutes every ten minutes knocking on his door. And they weren't asking for $100,000. They wanted a little bit of food. They wanted five dollars They wanted $10. Elimelech, who for years was able to write and give out tons of money in one shot, but Lefiraiv HaMaisa was something that he didn't have in him. And therefore, even though he was from the Parnasse Hadar, however, when it came down to this, of giving constantly small amounts to the ha'maisa, when that Nisayan came to him, he unfortunately was not able to be imid, and that's what Chazal mean when he was Soros Ayin, he was stingy. The Mida of Nedivus was not a, a part of him. The Araya, when it came time, he wasn't able to do it. Now where was this Mida? It lay dormant for many years because it never came to fruition it wasn't a geah it's not like it happened overnight and that's another thing with Samida. So, Hamidah Rabbi Salaamzi used to say that you could have perhaps a ben person sits in the yeshiva and he's learning all day and you never see in him a midah kolchemda a lust and a desire to run after money so as Rabbi gets married he starts working in, uh, starts working in a business and all of a sudden, he's like driven crazy with this desire for money. And this person who learns before in the yeshiva and the kailah 18, 20 hours a day, and all he thought about was taira, all he thought about was learning, all of a sudden now, he doesn't pick up a sefer. doesn't come to the Beis HaMajdish. What happened? He's just running after the money. So, Rizal used to say, What do you think? Overnight he got this Midah, Kochem to Samama? No. He had the Midah always in him. He had the Midah in him, but it was never Negeya because he was in the yeshiva. It wasn't Negeya. The first time he came to the Nisayin, all of a also that Midah popped out. Rizal used to say, When a person's working on his Midah, it's not just the Midah that he sees, the person has to make a real anavish and uh Truthfully, I don't know how you do it and how you fix it. But this is what the used to say to so see what about those dormant bad Midas in you. Because one day that Messiah is going to come and who knows what's going to happen. Here you've been working for so long, but you perhaps were not working on this Midas because it wasn't something practical. And that's what happened with Ali Melech. He was able to give out tons of money. He didn't think he had this problem. And yet, Chazal say, deep down he had this eye, and, and all of a sudden now when he had to give out small amounts, but in quantity, that was something that he couldn't handle and what happened was that he, he picked himself up and he left um, and he left at uh, Israel. Yeah. I don't know. In this story he did. So now that's the first thing Chazal said. Now the magistrate bring another thing. Lo mon nenai shalimelech, says the Medrash. Why was elimelech punished? Ayodei shehipol libon shal Yisrael aleya. What does that mean? the Farshim explain. Shal yudei halichaseim Eretz Yisrael, by leaving Eretz Yisrael, nofa libon shal Yisrael. Klai Yisrael, spirits dropped to the ground. What Luma'a Daima Says the Medrash If you have a rich person Who is living in a country And everyone understood how rich he was And they all relied on him And they used to say We don't have to worry here in this city or in this country Because even if there is ever going to be a famine We have this rich person here Who has storehouses of food And he'll take care of everyone What happened? A famine came and everyone starts, you know, drying around, and all of a sudden they see that um, the maidservant of this, the shivka, the maidservant of this rich person has her bucket, and she's also in the marketplace looking for a couple kernels looking to buy some food. So what happens? She, from his household, they need food? What do you mean? This is the person that we were relying on. This was the rich guy we were all relying on. And when the famine's going to come, he could provide for ten years for us. And now we see his shifcha She's looking for food for his household. What happens? (laughs) This is the person you rely on. Also, everyone becomes very depressed and down. Because what they thought, their reliance, their insurance, was all, uh, it's not here. Kach Elimelev, says the Majdish. He was from the Gedoyle Hamadino Parnasse Adoy, was a rich person. And everyone in Klai Yisrael, in Eretz Yisrael, they were relying. They said, if there's ever a famine, is going to take care of us. Because look what he has. He's a rich person. And when the famine came, Elimelev said, what am I going to do now? All of Klai Yisrael is now coming to my door. Everyone's going to come with their little basket for food. Omar Ubarach Laymi So he left Eretz Yisrael. Because of that, he believed liban Shal Yisrael Aleim. Kla Yisrael spirits, their insurance here, Ali Melech, left, so they lost all hope. And that's the reason that um, that he was punished because he didn't take that into Cheshbon. He didn't take into Cheshbon that with all his froma of why he's leaving. He didn't take into Cheshven. What about the spirits of Klai Yisrael? How could you leave them like that? Klai Yisrael is relying on you. Sometimes, when you take this into Cheshven, it's at what you would think... Is a personal, I don't say loss, but not for personal gain. Because again, Ali Melech here at a Cheshman, he wants to, Ruchnius, his own Ruchnius. And yet the time that seems to be on him, they didn't take into Cheshman Kla Yisrael. And the truth is that if a person takes into Cheshman Kla Yisrael, and even if it's at their own, so to speak, lack of growth, but Akadish Baruch takes care of them because the person doesn't never loses that way. He thinks he's losing, he thinks this is the only way that he's going to um, going to be able to gain. But it's not true. Rav and Shkap, the crown on the his preface to his Sefer call, the introduction to the Sefer call, Shari Yosher He has a shmooz there. Um, he might have done it in a different year, not this year. Um Kedoshim that um, where he talks about, you know, we talk about, a person should give away my sir in order they should become rich. So, so um, the question always is, what do you mean, if I'm giving away money, how am I going to get more money? It doesn't make sense. So the obvious answer is, the way he explains it is, that when it's your own money, when you think you own your money, you're right, it doesn't sound correct that if I give away money, I'm going to get more. If I give away, I'm having less. But if you realize money is not yours, you're just like a trustee. You're in charge of like a, a fund that someone invests money with you, the of them invests money with you, and he wants you to use the money for certain purposes. So if you use the money for what he wants, so what does he do? He sees you're a trustworthy person. You're a person who does the investments the way he wants you to do. So what does he do? He gives you more money. So he invests more with you. But if you keep the money for yourself and you don't give so you don't give tzedakah, so then your investor says, one second, I gave you specific um, instructions of what I want done with my money. You get a salary, and part of it has to be invested the way I want to be invested. You don't want to do it the way I want, so I pull my money out. I'll find somebody else who who listens to me. The same thing says Rav is with Chachma. Chachma is the same thing. A person could think to himself that if I'm going to share my Chachma with someone else, I'm going to take out time to teach other people to learn with somebody else, but, uh, that's going to be on my time and that time i could be learning so much more and i could be gaining so much more the same thing goes with Chachma who gives you the Chachma? the Chachma is an investment Baruch who gives it to you gives to you so if you share it with others you're not going to lose the is going to give you more right usually so he explains that to me because i taught my Talmudim, so i gained much more even though it looks like that i took off time and perhaps I wasn't gaining at that time, but Hakadosh Baruch Hu invests even more with me. The Tamid Yaisimikulam, and that's the that when a person takes into Cheshbon what Hakadosh Baruch Hu really wants him to do. And in this case, if Eli Melech would have taken into Cheshbon, Klai's all spirits, all nation spirits, are dependent on him. Even if he has the from a Cheshbon because he wants to go and grow in his Ruchnius, he should have taken it into Cheshbon, and he didn't, and because of that because of that um, he was menesh and if he would have taken the husband, not only wouldn't have Klay Yisrael would have uh, wouldn't have lost their spirits, but even all the Ruchnius that he he thought or he conjecture that he was losing, he wouldn't have lost either, Akadish Barak would take care of him. A person would never lose because of that. So that was Elimelech's problem. Uh, that was one of Elimelech According to this Madrash, this was the mistake was Klay Yisrael was relying on him. How did you not take into Khajban Klay Yisrael relying on you? And you find that, you know, you find these types of stories in the war and things like that of Rabbanim. Refused to leave their kehilah. They refused to leave. You know they felt that if they would leave them, it would be the end of them. Their spirits would would would, would fall. Rev used to always say, "Over, he was in Eretz for many years during a number of the wars in Eretz Yisrael and different wars. One more war, that Rebbe was still alive." in other words the is the friend of Rafa was still alive and you know they felt very safe when these G'dalim were there he says says, a marshal he says you know sometimes they be walking the street and you'd see like a group of people schmoozing you know what's new what's new on the war front you know there's news people want to find out what's going on he says if I would be walking the street one day I'd see a couple people schmoozing the news and I would walk over to them and say 'What's, what's new and they would tell me you didn't hear the stifler in the middle of the night got up with his wife and his kids and uh, and they escaped to uh, to Khoslar, to America. Says, if I would hear that I would I would faint on the spot. So the disciples the we were all relying on him on his kids. He would leave we, we would just give up hope. We'd be in despair. And that's what happened with Elimelech. The same thing. Klai Yisrael was relying on him. Not just spiritually, but they were relying on him for their sustenance. They, they were their, his, their insurance to make it through this famine. And he picks up one day and he leaves and he says goodbye. And Klai Yisrael's spirits plummeted. And that's why Elimelech was was, um, was punished, says the Mech. Now the pasuk continues. V'shem moishali melech pasuk beis v'shem ishtoi naomi v'shem shneivonav machleim echilim efrostim bepeis lachem yehuda vayavayu stay mayav vayiyusham. They came to stay mayav and they were there. Now one of the important limudim in the whole megillah is as follows: How long did it take them to get from Eretz Yisrael to stay mayav? In one pasuk two P'sukim, right? Pasuk Gala. Pasuk Gala says, V'yeh lech ish v'beiz lacham Yehuda, longer v'steimayav, pasuk beiz v'yavoyu, v'steimayav v'yusham. Very simple. That's all it took for them to get there. How long did it take on the way back? When Rus and Ami are coming back. So if you look at the P'sukim, um... In Pasik Vav it says Vatokam Ivech Aleseya Vatoshav Mistei Moev Pesach Zayin Vatetei Minamokin <speaking> Vatelachno <in> Baderech Loshuv El Eretz Yehuda Pesach Ches they're still going Tes they're still going Yud is still going All the way till um, Yud Ches Then again in Yud Ches, Vatelachno Shtei Amad Vayona Beislechem Vayike Vayona Beislechem Chav Chav Alit. Finally, in Pesuk Chavayes Vatoshev Namirus Amivia Kalot Teima Hashava Misteimaya. Rus and Namir came back. They finally returned from Steimaya Veimbo Beislechem. Bishchilas Ksir So, to leave Eretz to go to the Mokhamatuma is a very very quick and slippery slope. In two Pesukim, you can leave Eretz and can be in Steimaya. But to leave the Tummah and to come back to kedusha, that takes us from pasuk vav to pasuk Chavdez. It Takes a very long time. It's not one shot. But they left vayavayu. You see, they're going. They're leaving. They're going towards. You know, it's 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 it's, it's it sounds like a very schlappy maestro, Just go and come ready. What takes so long? Territ is that when a person wants to leave kedusha. In two clicks, as we say, you know, in modern terms, in two clicks, a person could be from, you know, whatever Torah website they're on. In two clicks, they could be by Avi Avi In the worst of the worst, it doesn't take long. In two psukim, you could be there. You want to now try to climb out of the tumah? Person wants to? They want to climb out of the stay mayav? That takes a much longer time to do. It's much harder to do. The grasp that the tumah has on the person is much harder and that's why it took so long and that's why as we'll see after Elimelech died why didn't Nami pick herself back up with her two sons and go back to Israel didn't she realize something went wrong here no, it says she stayed there they stayed there for 10 years why? because once you're there it's not so easy to leave and not only that if you think about it Machlan and Chilion why didn't they think about why their father died didn't make a Raisham on them why? because when you're it's very hard to think it's very hard to pick up and leave not only that they got married they didn't have children for 10 years either right? why didn't they think about that none of this was more than, there's something wrong over here the terrorist says you can have all of the Ma'irim in the world it's not going to make a difference if this person is stuck in the Tuma, it's very very hard to get out it's not impossible there's always going to be Tshuva but it's very hard to get out it's much easier to leave the tumah, once, to, to leave the Kedushah to go to the Tuma than to come back to the Kedusha. and that's an important lesson a person shouldn't say ok what's the big deal so well, you know, I'll do this I'll do that I can always come back it's not so simple you could always come back but it's not so easy it's not so easy. So what happens in Pasuk Gimel and Pasuk Dalev? By Yamas Alimelach Ishnami Vatashar Yushnei Vanelik, we just said. By Yisulem Noshi and they married Myavius women. Sheimachas Arpa Vsheimachenitzrus Vayeh Shrusham Khasrushanim. Now, if you would ask Machlin and chilian why did you have to marry these guys to ladies? These Myavius. There's no Jewish girls around. There's no one. That is, you know what the Shiloh crisis was? The other way around, there was uh, there was too many uh, too many boys for the for the girls. There was no girls. Why do you have to go marry these? My obvious. So they would probably again answer with a very firm husband, You know, apisa, apikabala you have to realize that um, in the uh, world at large in Gullus there's a lot of what we call the of Kedusha it's all sparks of Kedusha and part of Kaleisel's job is in Gullus is to pick up those sparks and pick up those gerim and those people who need to come and through them you know you do big tikkunim I don't know what I'm talking about but that's what they say you do big tikkunim now First of all, the Arizal says that these Nitaites HaKedusha are very often found by Benois Melochim, by princesses. So, alright, that's why Shalem HaMeloch married many princesses from all over the place. Why dafkadem? them? Because he also was going with his Chajmin of these Nitaites of K'adusha, and he was, he was going with the, I guess, in his mind properly, and that's where they're found really by Benais Melochim. Now, at the same time, the Arizal says, that Kala and Gullus, this is what they do. But sometimes one Tzaddik going into Gullus by himself to a certain land could accomplish either as much or even more with these sparks of Kedusha than the whole of Kala going into Gullus into that land. And it's much safer because one Tzaddik, he could take care of himself, you have to send off of Yisrael, he could do a much quicker job. So, Baklan and Chelyam made a khajbin. Their father, Ali Malik, was a tzaddik. They're going to be Mayav. Mayav is Avaysa Tummah, but they're here for a purpose. Even in the Tummah, you got to pick up the Kedusha. Their father wasn't able to accomplish it, finish off the job. So, they went and they're going to go marry. Where are you going to find the Taitis HaKedusha? The B'nais M'lachim. You're going to go to the princess. You're going to go to Ruth and Arpa. They're the B'nais M'lachim. And when they're going to do that, it's going to be a big tikkun for Klai and tzaddik, for the world. However, as we see, Yakadish Baruch Hu obviously didn't give his askama to this plan of theirs because Vayamusugam Shneim, the next passage says they both died, Macham Lachalyan, Isha, Mishnei Ladel, Meisha. And the woman, Naomi, was left with no children and no husband. Now, you'll say, slow down. when I say we got Rus out of this. Rus, right? I'm already said, L- Rashi brings in Rashes, right? Pray to Taviyashla. I have this, uh, this, this, this Ruth that's going to come out of Mayav. Right? Taka the already had this all prepared. So Ruth needs to come back. So what are we saying? and Nachal, Yenah, they made a mistake here. They didn't make a mistake. They did what they were supposed to. Because they got roots out of it. The says that's not your job. The ends don't justify the means. In other places it does. Not in Yiddishkeit. In Yiddish Kret we never say ends justify the means. You have to do the means. The ends that Kaddosh Baruch will take care of. It's not your Achrais to, 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 to take care of these type of things. And that you find later in the Megillah as well. You find it later in the Megillah. Pliny Almighty, right? Pliny Almighty did not want to be Miyabeim to marry and to be Goel to Sadus to marry Rus. Why not? He had a Why? Because she's from Maya. I'm not allowed to marry a mayavis now what do you mean the halacha is mayav mayavis you're only not allowed to marry male people from mayav females are mutter but however at that time in the history of Kala Yisrael the halacha wasn't so uh, concrete it wasn't wasn't paskin yet it was a big machlaikas if you say that the female uh, the women from mayav, mayav are mutter or oser. So some of the Harshim say, what did Pliny Almighty tell Bayaz I can't marry her, why pen ashkis azari? She's from Mayav, and then my children will be puzzled. You go and you marry her. One second. If you're not supposed to be marrying her, why is he telling Bayaz to marry her? Make up your mind. Is, the says the the Pliny Almighty made a khayjbin and said like this. The halach is not, you know, I believe the halach is I like can marry a Mayavis. But I'm not the leader of Klai Yisrael I don't make the Pesach I'm not the Reishab Bezdin here I'm not the, uh, the Shifit So if I go do it I'll marry a Mayavis You're telling me today it's mutter. But maybe, you know, in the next generation A Bezdin will get up and say we're all wrong And you're not allowed to marry the female Mayavis And what's going to happen to my children then? They're all going to be puzzled So he said to Voyaz I have an Eitzah for you I have an Eitzah for Klai Yisrael You marry her you're the God of Adar. If you marry her, then there won't be any question what the halacha is. And then it will go down with dairy diris. This is the halacha and everything will be perfect. So Plaini Almighty says, even though I'm the first one in line for the mitzvah, I'm going to give up my mitzvah in order to ensure that the proper halacha is decided and kept in Kla Yisra. Sounds like a good cheshvah, no? Sounds like a very good cheshvah. Similar to who? Who made such a husband? Chizkyo made such a husband. Um... Right? But there he wasn't, there was for himself. He wasn't for the good of Kla Yisrael. The Makashish, right? The Mekayshish ate him. What was his Cheshvin? Chazal say, Lashem Shemayim Nisgaven. Why? Because they just found out that Allah is a person's Machal Shabbos Chayim Misa. Ain't a Mishmiel Right? It makes a much bigger effect on Yisrael. if they see someone being put to death for Chilal Shabbos, then it's really serious. Till then it's all theoretical. So what did he say? I'll go be Ivran Aveira. I'll be put to death. Right? And probably what he wanted was, he'll go down in history as the person who made Chilu Shabbat so or to Kla Yisrael. Yeah? That's what the Medrash says. Now the question is do we know who the Makashish was? We know it from a Medrash. Does the Torah tell it to us? No. If we were so proud of him and his actions, right, we should have said, Bayei Slokhar came with a great Cheshman. Didn't happen. Why? Because he, did, he made a wrong Cheshman. You're right. Shabbos has to be Chomer to claw you But you're going to be Ivan on Avera. Why? To help Hashem be Bechazic his Torah? Because your ends justify your means? We don't work like that in the Torah. And the same thing with Plain the Almighty. You have a mitzvah of evil. Hashem taking care of the halakha of Mayav Hashem has his ways of doing it. It's not your job to make sure that the halakha give up on your mitzvah to different nekuda. Over there he's doing an avera right Here we're saying even give up on a mitzvah. Why? To ensure the proper halakha. If this is halakha, you do what you're supposed to do. Hashem will take care of his taira. And that's the same reason why we don't know who Fleming Almighty is. Klayib, whatever, his name is plainly al Why? Because again, he wanted to go down in history as the person who gave up his mitzvah, gave B'ayaz the etzvah to ensure this halach and Kala I'm sorry, we don't know who you are. You're anonymous. We don't want to give you an, a name. In fact, some say al is a Russian Almana, mana A person uh, 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 a mana it's called an, uh, an, a, a widow from the Lashon, or an Alman for the same thing, a, a widower from the Lashon of Elam, from a mute person. Because an Almana doesn't have someone to, she doesn't have a husband to talk to. Uh, a, a, a widower doesn't have a wife to talk to. So they're like mutes. Part of their whole, part of the whole uh, shlemus of the person is they're talking to the, the couple talking to each other. So Pliny Almani is also from the Lashon of Elaim, meaning he loses his whole, um, a, a mute person he can't communicate he can't fulfill you know his ideas of what he wants to do so plainly almighty he didn't fulfill what you were supposed to do you were trying to be the one who's accomplishing the only way you accomplish is when you follow what the Torah says and the same thing is here you're going to say machan and Chilion. the end justifies the means because the rules got out of it no that's not your job your job is what to do what's proper your job is to do what the halacha says pick yourself up and go back to Eretz Yisrael you didn't do that you had all these is. so you're going to get punished I, we got rust out of it what would have happened? we would have had because the has ways of taking care of things somehow we would have got rust back into Klay so it's not our job to do that our job is to do what's proper the problem is like we're saying that when a person thinks that they're doing a mitzvah it's much harder to convince them otherwise and um so how does, one, how does one know if they're doing the right thing? So the Pasha Pashad is, the, the simple way is, a person has to go ask a, 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 a rab or a chacham or a Paisach if what I'm doing is right or not. You can't just decide on your own. It's a big Sakana for a person who doesn't ask. And they do what they think is right. Because not always is it right. Sometimes they think they're doing a Mitzvah and they can't see on a, any other Tzad. And, and at the same time they're making a big mistake like Machlin and Chelyan. The whole godless we call a, a Talmud Chacham is called a Talmud Chacham. Why is it called a Talmud Chacham? The Quran Shehashirim tells us because a true Chacham always views himself always as a Talmud. He always still has to learn. He's never finished. That's why they're called Tamide Chachamim. He's always a Talmud. A foolish person doesn't think that way. A foolish person, he thinks he's doing the right thing. The pastor de Mishle says, Tekayish it's better to meet a dove, a bear. Now a bear, bears get angry very quickly. It's very dangerous to meet an angry bear. Not only that, he's a shakhal. A shakhal is a person who kills their own children. So, if you have, if you meet a bear who's killing his own children, or a gang if you meet a person meet a person who's killing his own children you you who meet him are in a big sakana because this guy's not thinking straight he's a wild person who's just killing people and his own children he's killing who are you? you're a stranger you're for sure not going to be spared but it's better to meet that person or that bear than to meet the xil the fool the evalte, when he's busy with his foolishness and the guy explains because every wild animal there are ways that a person could escape from them. For example, you meet a wild bear. So, even though he's very angry, but apiteva, um, bears don't fly. Right? So if you're able to scramble up to a very high place and escape to a high place that he can't climb, the only way to get there is for him to fly there or jump real high, a bear won't be able to do that so even the wildest bear there's always limitations to their craziness so to speak because you can always escape in different ways says the G'ra but a k'sil a fool while he's busy with his foolishness ain shum gvo. there's nowhere to escape from this guy Vein es there's no way out of it so it's better to meet this crazy bear than to meet a fool li'ivaltay and that says the gra is the same thing, come a little full circle here, with the Miraglim. The Miraglim were fools. They were ksilim. Why? Similar thing. They saw piruach HaKadish that they're not going to be in the Nesim, as we said. So they decided to be Machrit Kla Yisrael. That's crazy foolishness. They're not thinking straight. But even a step worse the passage initially it says in chavav yebez, ra'isa ish chacham t'ikvas what's worse than a fool? a person who thinks he's a chacham a fool says the Grah at least there's some hope that maybe since he reala- he might come to the realization that he's a fool but a person who's a chacham he thinks he's a chacham he's never going to see the foolishness of his actions because that's the Rabbah everything he does he sees chachma in it there's no hope for that person. Now can a Talmud Chacham always sees himself. He's not just a, he's a Chacham, but not a Chacham be'enav. He's a Talmud Chacham. And that's why a person has to always try to ask and see because you never know if what you're doing is foolishness or not. You think it's right, but it may not be right. You may even think if it's a mitzvah. An Adarabah, might be an Avera. And that's the lesson the and B'chiliin did not learn. They did not think. They had a lot of fromachashvayness. And they thought that they were going to be doing the right thing. And they thought they are doing a mitzvah. And yet they were making such a grub mistake, such a serious mistake, a basic mistake. They should have picked themselves up and gone home. Ruth, Hashem would have taken care of that. It's not their business. And that's what happened? So therefore, what happened? By Amusu Gamshnei Machlam they also died. They were also punished, and she was left. This woman, she's left. She without her children. She doesn't have her husband. Remember, she was a very rich person. Chazal tell us before they were killed, they lost all their money. That was also trying to be ma'ir them to wake up. They're doing something wrong. They had nothing left they had so little left that she didn't have money to pay for their funerals and the two wives the two princesses Nami and uh, Rus and Arpa, since they were princesses they had some money they Taka paid for the funerals of Machlin and Chilian because she didn't have a penny left to pay for anything they were the ones, they did Chesed Shalemes. You find later on that Baya says, the Chesed shal, that you did with your husband, that was the Chesed Shalemes. The Chesed Shalemes was they paid for the klura because Maklin and Chilym were punished, they lost all their money, then they lost their lives, because they didn't realize what they do they were doing was wrong. And we will continue next time.